It's another season of Sharks hockey. Already getting off on the ice tonight. Kind of seems like a repeat of something we've already seen. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. We'll talk about that and more after this. First, if you want to be a part of the show and join the conversation, notice I didn't use conversation. <laughs> follow us on the social, that being the YouTube, uh, the X platform, uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Reels, uh, you've got uh, Reddit, you've got Discord, TikTok, and everything else at tealtownusa.com. Support the pod up at tealtownusa. At the Venmos, we really appreciate it. Of course, the Super Chat's always there, too. We really appreciate that. And uh, we already got some coming in. So thank you, thank you very much. We really, really appreciate it. And, of course, this is always for the fans, brought to you by the fans. And I'm happy to be joined with Mr. Ian Reed. Ian, how are you doing this evening? Uh, I'm all right. I was, you know, I was really actually up until, I don't know, uh, 18 minutes of the second period. That's pretty good, actually. I thought, you know, for a lot of this game, like, you know what? If we have to watch, you know, each few games of this, it's it's all right. This isn't that bad. And then the end of the second period happened, and then it all just went the way off the rails. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think we had started, and even for me, when I started this game off, it was like, okay, both of the teams are starting to kind of feel, uh, you know, feel the um, uh, feels for kind of what the style of play was going to be like. I felt that it was kind of very passive hockey for that first 10, 15 minutes. Uh, again, kind of establishing where everything is in the neutral zone, kind of how how exactly they're going to be bringing it through the neutral zone. You saw the Sharks with a little bit of a difference on the back end play tonight. You saw a lot of shots coming in from the rear. So I do feel like they have changed a little bit on on the way in which they're transitioning through the neutral zone and setting up, you know, for those perimeter shots. Uh, but again, um, to me, kind of a slow start. Um, you know, which was hallmarks from previous seasons. Um, and I think we'll kind of get into it a little bit further in which, you know, you start a period differently than you end a period. And I think we saw that in the first, with meaning they started off slow and ended kind of a little bit better. And then it was kind of a shift of a narrative, but again, a changing in the way in which they play from the beginning of the period to the, to the latter half of the period. Yeah, and I think... I, I think another part of that, too, was also I think Vegas took a long time to get into this game as well, which probably made them look a little bit better early on than maybe they deserve to look like. I don't think any outside of the Eichel line for the first half of this game, I didn't think outside the Eichel line that Vegas had much juice in it for many of its other um, for many of its other lines, which I thought probably made the Sharks look a little bit better than maybe they deserve to, especially when you see how they ended the game after Vegas really seemed to wake up in the, in the later parts of the second period. Um, but I mean, it, it's bad, but I don't think it was, it was all bad. Like there's definitely things that, um, that I liked from this game. 
for sure. Like there's definitely players that I liked uh, in this game and it's, and it's hard, right? Like, look, we knew what we signed up for this season. We know what this team is. Um, I'm, you know, this is Teal Town USA. It's not NBC. I'm not going to sit here and be like, ooh, who's the surprise team that might make the playoffs? I'm going to pick the Sharks because, God damn it, they pay me. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I think we saw a little bit of that um, hyperbole slash, you know, sharkism, you know, at the forefront tonight. And, again, I think we're under no illusions of where the team is going to be at. Um you know, we've already have very uh, interesting lineup decisions at the you know very first beginning game, and mm-hmm. and and again, I think if anybody is kind of coming into the season thinking, okay, you know, maybe there's a shot at the playoffs, I, I think you're going to be in for a rude awakening, and and I, I don't want I I just want to know what kind of copium you're huffing if you think that that's like even a reasonable possibility i i don't know man like i just look and i look, and i don't want to be pessimistic team. at the beginning of yeah exactly right, that's right. exactly where we're team. going and like we're not like the one thing we're not doing tonight is we're fucking not talking about the draft lottery in fucking october like that is against the rules so don't i don't i don't want to hear about i don't want to hear about who's gonna get picked with what pick or whatever we're not doing that in october i don't give a shit <laughs> No, you're absolutely right. I mean, I think again, I I think we're here to set expectations correctly, and I think that um, you know when you've got the broadcast setting expectations that I think are unrealistic at this point. You know, you need. I mean, to at just... least you did it with a straight face. I I marks <laughs> there. I don't know if I could have. Yeah, right. Exactly. I don't know if I could have either, but. Again, I mean, I, I, I don't know. What are, what are, what are they supposed to say? I think I, I, I wonder, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's, I wonder if there is like a, a statement that the, the, that the team needs a toe, you know, and, and especially on the, the broadcasting side where, you know, you need to have them kind of be the rah, rah. But again, yeah. I think that there's a fine line between being rah, rah and being, um, uh, what's the word? patronizing, you know what I mean? And I yeah. think that we're, we've already kind of bled into the patronizing and it hadn't even been, you know, uh, two periods of full hockey yet. <laughs> and we got that already. So uh, again, it's just like, guys, we, we love you. We know that you're supposed to be rah, rah. We we really appreciate the fact that, the, that we're having optimism on opening night. Um, but again, I think, there's a difference between having optimism, having optimism for where, you know, for, for the growth of the team versus optimism for a playoff spot. Right. Yeah. And I think me yeah, and I you are I definitely mean, I don't want to like, I don't want to come on here and just like beat up on the broadcast because <laughs> the broadcast has been doing dumb shit like this for a while now. Um, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, exactly. It is what it is. So let's get into the game. Um, in that first period, like we had said, it was really not really much to talk about in the first 10 minutes. Again, very much perimeter play, very much, um, you know, getting the puck in and, and kind of just starting to um, uh, formulate an attack. I felt like the teams, again, 
just kind of waded into it. And then in about that 10 to 12 minute mark was really when it started to kind of get a little bit of the juices flowing. And then we started to see Vegas, um, you know, really start to put the, the shot clock um, in their advantage. Um, again, you saw the Sharks giving up the neutral zone in the, late in the first. Um, but, you know, like you had said, I think that there were some good things. I think we saw a lot of point shots uh, and, again, a lot of trying to, um, you know, pick up the Eric Carlson um, uh, uh, gaping hole, sized gaping hole with um, yeah, that, you know, that by they committee. Didn't do because I think, like, if you're if you're looking at where that gaping hole is going to hurt the most, it's going to hurt them the most in transition. It's going to hurt them the most getting out of their own zone. Like, I think you can play, you know, and I I had this conversation on Twitter and it's like, yeah, you can play more responsibly in front of your goalie all you want, but if you can't exit the zone, then it doesn't matter because eventually you're going to get fatigued and then you're going to make a mistake. And then it doesn't matter how good defensively you were for the first two minutes of your shift that you can't get off of the ice for. Exactly. If you can't get out of your own zone, like it, it doesn't matter how responsible you are in front of your own net because you're going to get tired and then fatigue breeds mistakes. And it's going to be, and I, you know, and I think you saw that a little bit tonight, too, especially in the third. Where I thought the, the Sharks had a hell of a time on on that fourth goal. They had a hell of a time trying to get out of their own zone. Like I, I, I said on extra Twitter, whatever the hell you want to call it now, like I'm like, well, you know, um, the, the Golden Knights looked like they were on the power play since the, the period started because that's exactly what it looked like. They were, I mean, and the Sharks were also pretty sloppy in their own zone. But again, when you get hemmed in your zone like that and you can't get off the ice, you can't end a shift, you're going to start making dumb mistakes. And I think the fourth goal really highlighted the issue that they're they're going to have um, this season as, as you know, uh, in their transition game. Like, they they don't have... They don't have those guys anymore. Um, and I think if you're looking for the guys that are on the team to pick up that slack, like I don't really see anybody there who really has that in their toolkit as much. Yeah. And I think you you, you brought up, um, you know, the fact that, um, you know, the power play is, is missing, um, you know, a key cog. And I think it, it directly led to the first goal. And then that first uh, goal, um, Michael Mario uh, scores his first uh, on the season with Carlson and Haig getting the assist at 15:25 on a wrist shot. Now this is um, what I would like to call a uh, a PK influenced type goal because it happened, you know, I, within two seconds of the of the power play ending for the Sharks. The yeah. power play really did it really sucked the life out of the team I felt which was what we saw last year which every time they would go on the power play it just felt like the team was um uh you know skating on quicksand and and again we saw that more we saw that that static um you know static set in the offensive zone not moving their feet and then what eventually happens is once the puck um you know transfer uh once the puck is um, overturned and, you know, the other the other team uh, gets on the transition attack, you know, the mm-hmm. Sharks are still static within the offensive zone. So then they're, you know, trying to um, back check and, and trying to chase the play. And and what happens is Amadio, you know, is, is right on the right hand um, hash mark. You, you get a nice uh, go behind the goal. You get a feed out to him and then he shoots it, you know, moving um, left, getting the goaltender moving left to right. 
um, which again we saw last year as a, a key tactic against the Sharks. And and I think for most goaltenders in the league, right? I think you're t- you're supposed to be taught to you know you're you're um, as a shooter, you're supposed to teach them to you know make the goaltender move from left to right. And we saw that very prevalent last year, and, mm-hmm. and I think we're just seeing more of the same. And kind of hard to to fault Capo in there on that first one because no he, I don't fault him at all on that one the defensive coverage again was abysmal and he had nobody covering him on that far side post it just seemed like whoever was supposed to tag Amadio just completely blew an assignment and you know there we go one nothing um However, the Sharks would uh, come back with a nice goal from Philip Zadina, Hurdle and Thrun getting the assist there. Um, and this one was nice, uh, you know, to, to see, um, you know, the top line coming through and scoring and, and getting the uh, getting the game kind of getting the Sharks kind of into the game and, and, and make them feel like, OK, you know, maybe they can skate for a little bit with the team. And I think that that over overflowed into the second period where you saw some really good things like you had said Ian Mm -hmm. um you know we had seen some bright spots again we saw um those shots getting funneled from the point we saw them getting through in that in the first part of that second period Um, yeah I mean I thought like uh Phillips Zidina I I thought had a really really good game um I thought you know and his goal nice heads up play there kind of taking advantage of uh a deflection um that kind of perplexed the Vegas defense and and you know and and got past who was actually I thought Logan Thompson played a really good game tonight too not that he was overly busy but I thought he made saves when he had to but um you know Philip Zidane got a good goal there um there was parts of this game where I really liked Zetterland um Zetterland's a guy who when the Sharks acquired him right Devils fans were like oh you're gonna love this guy you're gonna love this guy and I so far I am I am whelmed um but I do like his shot, and I thought he had a couple of, you know, I thought he had a couple of really nice shots uh, over the course of the game. I do want to see more, though. Like, this is a guy that I just, I want to see so bad what Devils fans saw in him. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was kind of, uh, he was kind of sold to us as, like, the Diet Coke of Timo Meyer, right? And he, he's like, you know, oh, he, I, I saw the same, the same, like, um, the same perspectives being put on Twitter saying, you know, this kid, Fabian Zenderlin, you know, we wish we could keep him, you know, and, and, and um, bring him along a little bit more. He's kind of young and raw and, and not exactly where the other, like where Nico Heischer is or where, mm-hmm. you know, where their other players are. So he doesn't really fit in the timeline of, of what the devils are trying to do. Um, and I felt like, you know, he was, a, he was going to be a piece that, you know, in maybe two to three years could start to fill the void of a Timo, but you know, I think this year is going to be important for Fabian Zellerland. I think he's going to have to really show that he's a, a full-time NHLer. Um, and you know, I see, I think at the at the at the ceiling, I see a, a second-line player, a second-line winger. You know, at the floor, I I see a you know a fourth-line plugger, and I think he's probably going to end up somewhere in the middle of that. You know, two, you know, a second, ter- a third line tweener, um, mm-hmm. you know, a guy who's a, who doesn't um, mind mixing it up a little bit in front of the net, but never going to be a, a full play driver, in my opinion, um, from just yeah. what I'm seeing. I mean, unless he has, you know, a, a I mean, a it's one game, right? It's exactly. like the first game of the season. So like, I there's the, at least I saw like before tonight, like that I never really saw anything that like. But tonight, at least like there was a, a couple of times where I was like, oh. That's Zetterlin. Interesting. 
Um, obviously, you know, again, it's this game one of 82. So we're going to we're going to see more. Let's uh, hit the super chat here. We'll, yeah. We'll too far yeah. Jerry up. F. Thank you so much for the super chat. Five dollars. Uh, welcome back to town after dark. It looks like this year TTUSA will be the commiseration station for the Sharks fans who are forever teal regardless. <laughs> yeah. I think that I think that that goes without saying. That's that's exactly what this <laughs> this is going to be like this season, Jerry. So we appreciate you you being along for the ride, and we definitely appreciate the super chat donation. Yes, uh, we got another one from John, 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 John. This is his second of the night, so thank you. His first one was two dollars. Next one's five dollars. John, John. The introductions felt like the major league movie where they say, "Who are these guys?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of new faces. Obviously, I think. Um, that's something that you're, we're going to see, right? I mean, this is a team that is, um, again, I don't want to pick on the broadcast, but like their little opening spiel, um, they're, they're, apparently the rebuild's over. No, uh, this, this is a team that's in a rebuild. Uh, so obviously that's going to be something that I think we're going to have to get used to going forward is we're going to see a lot of, uh, a lot of new faces. It's, it's not the same old team. You know, we, we, we were spoiled for a long time, um, where we basically, you know, it was like. Yeah, oh, the, yeah, pencil in a generational first, you know, first line center and jumbo. You yeah, know, right. Have you know have an all, perennial all star in Marlowe, You know, you know, uh, you know, Dan, Danny Boyle. You know, up for 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 Norris contention or Burns for Norris contention or Carlson in the back. You know, keeping everything cool. Yeah, no, it's a bunch of kids. Right. And yeah, so I mean that's that's the way it's gonna be. It's and a bunch and of kids fun. and Hurdle and Gochera. That's about Vlasic. It's so three old guys and a bunch of kids is basically the name of this show tonight. Uh, like a tiger. Thank you very much. We appreciate the super chat donation. Five dollars. This blue line needs Nick Shishek. Ha ha ha. I won't stop oh, you. <laughs> I, I might I, it's five dollar super chat so i guess i have to dignify that with a response no i'm not going to fuck it um <laughs> okay so excuse me the broadcast said what it was in their like their opening like spiel um i'll retweet it later the they put it out there. They it wasn't exactly what they said, but it was easy to like to interpret it that way. It's just it's just like talking head over montage. It wasn't like anything that you should get super upset about. No, but again, I think like like we had said, right? I mean, last year at the end of it, it was like, look, we 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 just we just don't want patronization, right? We we understand. Yeah. We, we as Sharks fans, I think you know our team has been in the league long enough that we're you know um, educated hockey fans for the most part. I think mm -hmm. we can understand this disparity in talent level between us and a Vegas. And it's just like, guys, I you know what I'd love for the broadcast to be about? Let's let's talk about let's highlight the kids that, that made it up this year. Let's talk right. let's highlight what Eklund's doing. Let's highlight what Bordy's doing. And you know, Bordy was on the on the ice tonight for a couple goals against and it was kind of sh shitty. But again, it's sure. like you need to be highlighting the, the future. You need to be highlighting the potential of the team. You can't be highlighting um uh, yeah and it this... really annoyed me tonight that like on the on the replay of the i think it was the first goal and when like hedekin was breaking it down like no attention paid to like the the dumb meathead defense that was in front of kakanen and and like i don't know tried to make some comment about how it should have been goaltender interference but like and then he like he goes and he like he picks on sedino for 
for hooking the wrong way in the offensive zone way before the goal happens. And like, this is why this happens. No comment about the veteran D meatheads that they brought in that are going to take up spots on the, you know, in front of Cockin. And no, 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 it was, it was, it was the Euro kid, you know, 90 miles away from the, from the play that, that caused it to, to go all wrong. Like stupid. Well, well, just kind of like that. I mean, that second period at the end of it was stupid. <laughs> stupid in the fact that the Sharks basically replayed the tape from uh, second periods of yore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was unfortunate, right? Like that, that the second goal shouldn't have happened. Like okay, that was so a really bad goal for, so for Kapo Kakinen to let in. Yeah, let's 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 go on the first one, um, and then we'll get into the second. So the first, uh, okay. the the first goal of the second period uh, ends up coming in at eighteen thirty one. Uh, of that second, Nick Haig, Pietrangelo, and Eichel uh, get mm-hmm. the uh, assists there. And again, it's one of those ones coming in from from the back end to kick it uh, down below uh, below the goal line. Then they kind of come up the half wall and then go back to the point and then off to the one timer and you score. And yeah, and, it, and it's it's just it's a bad goal. Like there's just no. I mean, I I understand that like the sharks weren't good. Like the the wheels, you could kind of feel the wheels starting to come off. But that was it was a shit goal. Like it was a oh, bad the, goal. The second the second goal was bad, but I had even more of a problem with the third goal. The third goal I felt was on Kakanen, especially. You know, it's uh, it's it's the one where where Nick Roy, um, I mean, Nick Roy would score nineteen twenty four in the second period. So again, with with all of thirty six seconds left, they score. Um, you know, and uh, to to have a three one lead. Um, going into the second intermission, but um, Ronberg and Hutton would get the uh, assists there. Yeah, uh, see, I, I I would counter with this, right? Like, I don't have as much issue with the goal itself. It was a nice, it was a good shot, um, right past the goalie's ear. Like, those are those are hard saves to make. The problem is, is it's just like we've seen this with Kapokakinen too many times. There's a goal, and then there's oh, it always seems like with with Kakinen, it's not just a goal, it's two it's three like the wheels just come off and i thought it was really unfortunate too because i thought up until that point you know kakinen had played a really good game um up until the 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 second vegas goal and then the third one it's kind of we've seen that too often with him right where the where one gets by him and then it's he's just tissue paper for you know the next few shots and if if and in a situation like the sharks they're he's gonna see you know, goals go in and then he's going to have to make saves immediately after. And I, I feel like that's been a recurring issue with him, whereas he lets in a bad goal and then there's, you know, and I don't think this was, this wasn't a good goal to let in, but I don't think it was as bad as the first, Uh, but it just, the timing of it just sucks. Yeah. And, and again, we go back to um, getting into uh, the second intermission where you're just, you've got your tails between your legs at this point because you've just gotten rolled on in the last Mm -hmm. minute and 30 and again, you give yourself no chance in the third period for for any type of of mounted comeback. And and well, I it's not that, only that. They, I mean, Vegas at that point had completely woken up too. Yeah. And I think that was, you know, I, I like like look at Vegas. This is a team that won the Stanley Cup last year. They didn't make very many changes. You know, it wasn't like this is a team that won a cup and then had to dismantle. Yeah, Riley Smith is gone, but pretty much that team's basically intact, right? Right. right. Um, 
Now, some would say they're Stanley champions for a reason. <laughs> yeah, some would say that that's not always, um, you know, the best trend. You know, some some um, some people think you know ten to fifteen percent change in mix, even when you score or even when you win a championship, is is a good thing. Um, I think, you know, Vegas. Yeah, but again, in, the, in this in this cap world, give me a break. Who who can do that? Exactly. If you're, unless unless if you unless if you absolutely have to have cap casualties, but. I mean, Vegas did have to have one. It was Riley Smith. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so then um, we go into the third period. Now, the third period, I thought, wasn't too bad. I, we, we've seen Sharks teams before just wilt. Um, we did see some shots on goal. I felt that um, they, they got close to scoring a couple times in that third period. Um, so I felt like they, they didn't cave in um, as so much as they did last year. But again, this is game one, right? It's easy yeah. to it's easy to have um, energy when you're getting stomped on in the first game, you know, and you're going into the third period. It's easy to kind of get that energy because you're still in their first game and you still got the adrenaline going. But I just again, I, I, I just you, you set yourself up for for the failure in the second Going into the third, you, you had your hands tied behind your back. You had, you know, Vegas, you know, basically smelling blood. And, mm-hmm. and you know, again, I mean, they they would add an, an extra goal, you know, and, and this one would be Brett Pascal is the first on the season. Uh, uh, Dor- Dor- Dorothet? Oh, my goodness. I I don't even – I can't do it. Carlson, second um, second assist, but I think Dorothevev. With his with his first assist on the season, and this one again, another left to right moving lateral. Um, they had a bunch of bodies in in front of Kakanen. Not his fault. Um, no, I don't really like. I, I, I don't fault him court. for the last one. I mean, I, again, like it was they, we that goal came what three minutes into the third period. Third period. Two minutes. That's, yeah, two minutes. Two, two the... minutes and something. And it looked like and the Golden Knights looked like they were on the power play the whole time, even though it was five on five. Like at some point. You know, like uh, I, I will definitely if if Cockin left in a bad goal, I'm gonna hang. But I'm not gonna hang this whole night on him. Like I think, you know, I, I he was he, he had a rough end of the second period, but I he was fine otherwise. I guess. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how Quinn is gonna go with his goalies this year. Like, is it gonna be an even split between him and Blackwood until someone takes the reins? That's my guess. But is that actually gonna happen? I don't know. Yeah, and and I mean, I'm just looking at the stat sheet tonight, and I mean, the only one that really kind of jumps out at me is Kyle Burrows with, <laughs> with a beautiful minus three at 18 minutes of ice time, and I'm I'm just I'm looking at his stats, and I'm going, what is the appeal of this player? Well, I mean, the Sharks blue line's ass. It right? is. It. Is, I mean, it, it completely is. But I would rather see some. I would rather see Nick Shishek than him. No. I don't know, dude. I mean, you look at his stat line overall. He's only played nine. Yeah, I, look, I don't think career. Kyle Burrows is good, but I don't. I don't know. I mean, a lot of people in this fan base like Nick Chichek a lot more than I do. I don't think Nick Chichek's bad. I just, but I understand why Kyle Burrows is there, right? He was he's a veteran guy that they brought in to do veteran things and be bad. I, don't, I mean, <laughs> I mean, look, I liked Jan Ruda. I thought. I thought Ruda played a, a, a decent game tonight and, you know, he's had at least he's a, a veteran in which I can recognize some good 
veteran leadership and good. Oh, I don't. Yeah, qualities. I don't understand what they like. I but, don't but know Burrows? what they saw when they brought in Burroughs. Yeah, but like, I, I mean, if you're looking to be, you know, if, if I said we were going to talk about um, certain things that have to do with going to the podium and selecting players, um, but if if that's the end goal, I mean, you I could you could do worse than <laughs> uh, then the conspiracies come out <laughs> well um again though i mean look like uh, i don't think this team was built to be good this year right like i just no. i don't know man like yeah he's not good and uh, you know and i loved how again you know on the on the what i think it was the first goal against the sharks um hedekin like bent over backwards to pin it on Zadina. I know. I know. Oh. But Kyle Bro yeah, and and you know, Logan's bring up a good thing in the chat. Kyle Bros punches people in the face. So therefore, you know, you need those guys. Because you know, you have kids, you gotta protect them. Yeah, right. Uh, exactly. Um, thank you so much everybody for for checking out the pod tonight. Um, you know, we're 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 hitting uh minute twenty eight here and uh we're we're about to wrap the show up. We're we're this season that uh, you know, we're trying to we're trying to uh you know conserve the gas tanks. It's gonna be a long season, so um, you know, for programming notes, I think we're we're trying to uh, aim between that half hour and 45 minute mark this season. So, uh, again, if you notice sh the uh, the show's going a little shorter this season, don't worry. You don't need to adjust your, your sense. It's just us trying I mean, to if something happens that warrants talking longer, but I don't think there's there's really not much to dissect this game. Good team beat bad team. Yeah, Still yeah, exactly. Give me my Emmy now. Uh, my podcasting Emmy, right? Uh, but no, exactly. Um, yeah, and, and again, I mean, you know, we had some questions on, you know, what are we looking for? What are, you know, what what were the highlights of tonight? I think Henry Thrun was a really good highlight tonight. Yeah, I think, look at Thrun made, like, I'm not going to say Thrun played a perfect game. Like, he's definitely, he showed that he's a rookie, but there's a lot there that I like. And I, I think he's a guy who I was really worried because of being, you know, lack of waiver eligibility. He's a guy that I was really concerned would end up on the Barracuda just because, you know, you don't have to, he doesn't have to clear waivers. So send him to the Barracuda because you don't want to put fucking Kyle Burroughs on waivers <laughs> oh after all. Um, uh, just another Randy G. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you being here. At least the PK yeah. still works somehow. Hey, PK works for sure. It's, yeah, look it's it. a little I mean, victories. Yeah, like. Again, I think, you know, like, so I, I liked a lot of Thrun's game. Like, yeah, was, was, did he, did he have a perfect game? No. Um, he's, he's going to learn, right? He's, he's trying to make his way. Um, you know, I like Declan's game tonight. Um, I would have wanted to see a little bit more from Bortolo, I think, though. I exactly. wasn't really no, I was not too happy. impressed with no. Bortolo's game tonight. Um, but you know, like, like I said, there was a, there was a couple things I liked. I like Zidane's game a lot. You know, here's a guy who is trying to, you know, basically, uh, rewrite the script after coming through to, you know, after coming over from, from Detroit after being bought out or whatever was you bought out released. I don't remember how, well, how that exactly went down, but long story short, he's here now. Right. And he's trying to basically rewrite this, this kind of the script that's been written about him in, um, you know, in Detroit so far. And I thought, you know, so far I, I've, I've liked what I saw, you know, um, I think the sad thing is um, how many times Luke Cunning got set up and just couldn't do fuck all with it. That sucked. I don't understand um, what, what what is he doing on the second line? Like I just I just I don't I don't get it. I mean I'd rather have Bear Bonoff there 
or Barabanov on the first and then put Duclair on the second. It's just like, yeah. I just contract mutual terminated. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, I knew there was something there. I couldn't remember exactly how that went down. Um, but I, I just, but, again, you know, the, 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 I, I don't, I wonder if the players are being put in the correct positions for success. I, I, I wonder about that with this coaching staff. I wondered about it at the end of last year. And I still have those questions now um, with, the way in which they deploy players, I'm still not 100% sold on, and I don't think I'm going to be sold on it this year. Um, well, I mean, here's the problem, right? Like, I, I don't, we didn't, we haven't really discussed this, but like, Logan Couture is kind of a big fucking hole in the lineup that's missing right now, right? Like, I feel like if you put like Logan Couture with Eklund, you know, maybe some of those, some of those plays get finished. Maybe, but I could just see, you know, um, David Quinn being like, well, you know, I think I should have a grinder with my playmaker and with my, you know, skill guy. So he would put Conan on the second line with, with, with Couture and with, with Eklund. So it's yeah, like, but at least with Eklund and Couture, they could work off each other. True, true that, true that. Like... Uh, but again, I, 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 I don't, I don't think that this is going to be the oh. coaching staff. You know, that there is gets, something that we need to discuss. It gets over the hump, um, and I think for me, I'm just looking for growth. But Ian, let's let's discuss what you want to discuss. Kevin LeBanc. Yeah. Not in the lineup tonight. No. Now I thought for what for what Giovanni Smith brings to the game, I thought he was fine. Right. Right. But like Kevin LeBanc. Kevin LeBanc is a guy who the Sharks are just, they just seem intent on destroying any value that he might have. Yep. Like, obviously, look at Kevin LeBanc and the Sharks are not a marriage that's going to last, right? I think anyone can see it at this point. Multiple coaches have come in. And he's ended up in the doghouse multiple times, including with the current regime. I mean, he's not even in the opening. And and David Quinn can, can downplay, be like, oh, you know, he missed some of training camp and blah, 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 blah. Here's the problem. This is a guy who eventually the sharks are going to want to move. Mm -hmm. And how do you move him? How, how do you, how do you move a guy with a contract that almost $5 million if you don't play him? Exactly. You're, you're artificially depressing his value. Yeah. Um, and this is a guy who at one point was a, was a 50 point player, you know, a player in my mind that would go very well with a Matthew Barzal on the island or or um, in New Jersey with with Timo and, and Heischer and the rest of them. I mean, this is a guy that should be a skilled player. He should be a, you know, a, a, a second liner and, mm -hmm. and he should be on a team in, surrounded by defensively responsible individuals so he can do what he does best, which is distribute the puck. Yeah. I just, I, and I, I just don't understand why, like I, like I understand that obviously like, again, I don't, is this, is this, um, this, this has been a marriage that's been broken for a long time. I don't think there's any, like, I don't see a future as Kevin LeBanc as a shark, but like, I just, I don't understand what you expect to get for him if you don't play him a little bit. Like I just, and again, it's only one game. Maybe he draws into the lineup sooner than later, but that's to pretty me, big, that's a damning if this indictment, is a guy that you want not to, be, uh, to get not rid of, open. yeah, yeah, like I just, I don't know, man, like, 
again, like I'm not a huge Kevin LeBanc guy, right? Like I am definitely on the Kevin LeBanc should find a new home and he should have found it last year. But, I agree. I, agreed. I think I think he needs a change of scenery, and I don't think I do. Yeah, going, I agree. Like he's the, not the, the situation isn't good for here. either party. Yeah, and he's not going to he's not going to he's not going to regain form here. I think that 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 is pretty evident. I think it's pretty evident what the org sees uh, in him and how they're treating him at this point. And so it's like, okay, what is the objective of this season? Is the objective here really to try and 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 you know, squeak into a playoff spot. It's not going to happen. No, it's not, it's not it going to happen. So what is the best thing to do? Maximize the value of your veterans and 100%. get good pieces back at the trade deadline to maximize yeah. the draft capital you have. Yeah. Because if you don't like, again, like I don't, I don't want to talk about what happens after the season, but like in order to, to make that worth your while, you want to be a seller. Exactly. You know, not only at the deadline, but through like at, at, during the season, you want to, you know, sell when the appropriate time comes. I don't know. To but me, you gotta have sellable I pieces. looked at what they did, <laughs> like what they did with the forwards and how, you know, I just I think Kevin LeBanc could have helped them tonight. Agreed. Agreed. I, Kevin, could, Kevin LeBanc could have helped them tonight. He could have helped himself in, in his value and helped the Sharks long term in the value in which he can return to the team in a trade. Yeah, and then like and Randy G bringing up like some remember they can only retain salary on one more player. That's why you want to play Kevin LeBanc so that you don't have to keep his salary on him. Exactly. I mean, he's only got and this is the last year of his contract anyway, if I recall correctly. I should really open cap friendly when I start talking out of my ass here. Almost positive this is Kevin LeBanc's last year, isn't it? So not? he's going to have a prorated contract, you know, in terms of trade anyways, which well, is I, always I, another. I think. With, I don't know, man, but, but like, you, a... but you could also take a shit contract back. Like again, the Sharks are not going to be competitive this year. They're not going to be competitive next year. You can take back a shit contract, like like they did with Granlund, right? Like yeah. Granlund's a guy who's making five million over the next two years. Mike Greer didn't call up Pittsburgh and be like, "Okay, look at Eric Carlson, but I want Mikhail Granlund." <laughs> Pittsburgh right. said, "Listen, we we want to take Eric Carlson, but you have to take Granlund to make the cap work." Right. Like, like he wasn't the get for Mike Greer. Mike Greer was like, give me Mikel Granlin right now. <laughs> like, didn't he happen. was the he was the centerpiece of that trade. <laughs> right. All right. Yeah, well, so Kevin LeBanc is final year. I mean, you can take back a shit contract that has a year or two left on it. Yeah. To, to not eat any to, to not eat up your precious retained cap spaces. I, you know, like there's there's just ways to make this work. Yeah. Yeah, and and it starts with him getting more ice time in which he can you know he can showcase his skills, um, and and garner a little bit of interest because at this point if you're just letting him die on the vine there, I mean you're you're not gonna get anything from him. Yeah, I just like just try to increase his value just a teeny bit. That's all I'm saying. Like, because yeah. again, like the the <laughs> at the end of the day, I think there's gonna be a lot of selling in San Jose this year. There's not gonna be any buying. Man, that's that's a hot take coming out of nowhere. <laughs> mm. I know. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I think we're going to be uh, wrapping it up. So let's go over the final stats for the evening. Uh, the Golden Knights beat the San Jose Sharks 4-1. to one. 32 shots on goal in favor of uh, the Knights with 23 for the Sharks. Uh, face-off percentage, that was one good thing for the Sharks tonight at 55%. They would go 0 for 2 on the power play, and uh, they'd have 19 hits to 17 blocks. Uh, 
and uh, three stars of the game would be uh, Haig, Carlson, and uh, uh, Packle from from uh, Vegas. So again, um, you know, pretty pretty emblematic of uh, of the way in which the Sharks ended last season and, and picking up on again on this season. So we'll see if there's um, if there's some growth. Uh, and again, you know, we we just try to try to hold the line and um, you know see see what we can what we can gather as far as intelligence for the season. See what we can gather as far as uh, development in the players, uh, the young players, especially this season. And then, like you had said, Ian, maximize trade value at come yeah. trade deadline. Um, because you that's, know, the, that's the, the key. The Sharks need to be the Sharks need to be sellers. They need to get assets and, um, you know, they need to improve their their fortune in the draft and, and through some shrewd uh, manipulating of cap and and trades and, and so forth. So you got to start somewhere. Um, Ian, where what are your final thoughts on where the people can find you? Uh, final thoughts. Um, hey, um, you can find me at Ian Blogs Hockey uh, on the Twitter X, whatever the fuck it's called now. Um, that stupid place um, that continues to be a tire fire. You can find me there. Um, I generally I tweet during games, but don't really do a whole lot elsewise. Um, yeah, I guess tomorrow uh, check out the uh, Teal Town Twitter account because I will be probably live tweeting the Barracuda game from there. The Barracuda's opening. Open the season tomorrow against, I believe, Rockford. So that'll be fun. That will be fun. Uh, and as far as myself, I am at Eric Landy, um, and you can reach me across all the social media garbage. Um, my final thoughts for the evening are, uh, again, uh, continue to build upon fundamentals. Let's see where uh, the young the youngins are at um, and, and continue to play them and get them more experience. And, and let's get some of these uh, – Let's get some of these vets who who are not going to be here for long, um, some some more playing time, so we can you know showcase them and, and get some assets. Um, and besides that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, please uh, stay safe out there. Um, it, there's some real troubling times right now. Um, and yes, and again, uh, did you enjoy your moment of silence for world peace? Did you wish really hard for it? Yeah, I did. And <laughs> um, and you know what? I mean, honestly, no joke here. Um, you know, we, we really do. Um, our heart, hearts go out to to all those affected. We we, you know, the the the, the violence itself is is just indescribable. And yeah, um, I mean, I I, I, I joke like I joked on where it's like, did you you know, I click your heels and and wish for world peace. But I mean, man, I just you know, when you look at things going on, and I just I can't think of how lucky I am to wake be able to like live in a country where I'm not gonna worry about being dragged out of my house and shot. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> in the middle of the night, like no one's going to drape. I mean, I mean, crazier things have happened, but yeah, it's not the thing I worry about. Um, so yeah, yeah, we're 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 thankful to have this escape. Um, but again, um, you know, our heart, hearts and thoughts and prayers. I mean, go go out to to all those affected in this tragedy, and and again, the inhumanity is indescribable. Oh. We'll just leave it at that. Um, and in case you miss us and you want to catch us again. Check us out on the YouTube Rewind. Like, subscribe, and hit the bell so that you are notified every time we go live. Of course, we go live after any breaking news, uh, large breaking news, that is. And then we go live after all of the games. So that's 82 of them, and we're going to be there for all 82. <laughs> so check us out uh, again on the vodcast or on the podcast channels of your choice, that being Apple Podcast, the Google Play Store, uh, SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeart, and Audacity. And again, check out all of that and more at tealtownusa.com where you can find both 
the recap and the uh, podcast form and YouTube form all on the web website again. So for thank, uh, thank you everybody for joining us and uh, for myself and for Ian, keep it real, keep it teal and keep it real teal. Ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be a long one, but we're going to be here for you. Thank you and have a good evening.